Dame, I tried to call you last week. What happened? I missed it? You, you didn't pick up. My bad. I think you need a new phone. Ah, uh, you know what? Why don't we take a trip up to the Apple Store? And while we're there, there might even be some cool stuff going on. This month, in honor of International Women's Day, join the Apple Store for the She Creates series. From March 1st to 31st, get hands-on with iPad, iPhone, and Mac in free creative sessions. Learn from inspiring female and femme creators, share ideas, and explore new perspectives in photography, music, art, design, and more. Wow, I'm curious what's in that more that category. more right uh-huh, there. A little yeah, bit yeah, Bath & yeah. Beyond type situation. <laughs> Leave you hanging. <laughs> Visit apple.co slash she dash creates to reserve your spot. This week, join Priya Shah, executive director of The Simple Good, to explore how everyday acts of goodness can change the world. Visit apple.co slash she dash creates for all the info. Boom. Hello. And we're back. <laughs> like we never left. Someone's listening to the, these two episodes back to back, and that just flowed like a smooth baby's buttocks. <laughs> what? What is? What? Why is American <laughs> axiom so weird? This is Ergo. <laughs> yeah, it is. You indeed. didn't realize. <laughs> I'm Dama. I'm Kiss. And we are here as always, showcasing strong young voices, reshaping our city and world for the more equitable and creative. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm excited to bring y'all part two of our conversation with the amazing. Artist, rapper, writer, thinker, Benjamin Earl Turner. So if you're just getting here and you didn't realize that this is part two, pause this right now. Go back and listen to part one, but stay your ass right here and listen all the way through to part two. (laughs) (laughs) There was just too much goodness to let it go. So we're giving it to you in two parts. This isn't like one of those music videos where it says to be continued and then we never continue. Oh, we're continuing. We're here. (laughs) We are following through (laughs) on our promises. Folks, here you go. Part two, Benjamin Earl Turner. Let's get it. So speaking of time, I kind of have two things I want to do. You mentioned the world traveler thing. Mm -hmm. And in this spirit of like things that live outside of time, I want to see if there are any other moments that feel like that, that are just like good ass stories. Because I feel like you've just like done things that you wouldn't believe if you weren't there. Yeah. Just like even non-artist shit. Yeah. Just like, like, just, like, <laughs> yeah. like you're just like, like I said, like a mythical figure. Right? <laughs> um, and then the other is to the love of the wordplay thing. I just want to get like super deep nerdy. on like, are there particular turns of phrase, words, sounds that you just like geek out over? Yes. So um, choose your own adventure. Which okay. of those directions you want to go first? Yeah. You know? I wrote down the other day, sorta, sorted, and sorted. Uh-huh. And that's the one that I'm I'm like sorted. <laughs> that's a fun one. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> sorted. Uh-huh. Like S-O-R-D-I-D. D-I-D. Yeah. And sort I sorted through my clothes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And then just throwing sort of. <laughs> and I had a bar, but it the bar was so inconsequential to just the term <laughs> that's phrase that's just the that I just wrote the three words like, down. I don't need the rest of the Yeah, I was like, fuck all this fat. fat. Yeah, like, <laughs> damn, sort of, sorted, sorted. Oh. So, um, <laughs> so in that, like, I feel kindred also in this love of language and this quest of finding the relationships of it and, and the fact that it is so inaccurate and incomplete, but also yeah. infinite at the yeah. same time that yeah. makes it this this unique phenomenon that like is why we're human at a, at like a, a kind of a fundamental level. Yeah. And so one within the hip hop tradition that, you know, the, the hip hop poetics of rhyme being so central, something I've tried to figure out is like, is there like a base code, right? Like are the sounds just arbitrary, mm. right? Like huh. does fuh 
actually like the way whatever the 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 wave frequency of making that sound like does that have a thing also in english figuring out that a lot of times words do rhyme for a reason like they have the same etymological Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. root even though if they're not functioning in english in the same way uh Mm -hmm. but that's not even a question that's just something that like i think about that i would love to hear your brain kind of play with them like (laughs) is Um, there like a do, do words rhyme for a reason? I don't. You? I don't think so. You think I it's think, completely random? I think it's completely random, or or more more importantly, the reason is only the reason we give it, and I don't think we're as humans that tight. For, <laughs> yeah, that's for, some impressive shit. Yeah, I mean, like we. I think what I mean to say is that I remember getting into this conversation with my mom around language and sin. And trying to understand why curse words were curse words. Yep. <laughs> and I would say to her, like, you know, what's the, like, God cares, you know, I say fuck versus if I say luck. And you mean to tell me the difference <laughs> is that inherently right. fuck has always been understood. But if I said it in a different language and those same syllables and words were used, but it would, like, it would just yeah. be like, oh, I'd said I love you or some shit. Yeah. I'm like, ma, so what is this, like, we're giving it the meaning. That's right. a clear indication that we give it the meaning. And so when I say I don't think humans are that tight, I don't think language is inherently meaningful. Some right. some of what I loved about Christopher Paolini, one of the sort of things that happens in Aragon is there's what's called um, almost like the true language, hmm. where you can speak the true name of a thing hmm. and you get power over it. You you That's how sort of magical properties are manifested. In fact, one of the themes of the whole thing is like if i know your true name i can control you i magically have actual tangible power over you who was it who writes about like the uh, the power of naming is this some- me from like a decolonial standpoint of like the act of naming is I, i'm blanking on anyway but yeah um I don't want to say something. It's not Chomsky. No. I feel like it could be coming out of nowhere. No might have thrown down some shit on that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to um, know enough. I do not think language has inherent, like the rhyming is, the, the meaning it has is what we give it. Mm-hmm. That's what's cool about us. We give it the power, but also that's what's so flimsy and sort of fickle about us. Mm-hmm. Um, I took this linguistics class once and that's when I learned about like trilateral roots and shit and, and sort of African-based language and Arabic-based language. Mm. And trilateral roots is just this idea that all when you're writing the text, it's all consonants. And based on the vowels you put in there, that changes the meaning of the word. And yeah. so all these texts in Arabic are written in, with, in trilateral roots. Yeah. And most people ain't reading And so then I'm going back to like, well, the meaning is based on perspective, right? It's based on what vowels I give it, not what vowels it has. And I kind of just started to push that on all language of like, the value of it is like, this thing is not whatever I name it. It's Mm -hmm. just how I'm able to give it context. Yeah. But it just is, regardless of the name I give it, that trees always were trees, no matter what I ever, anyone ever called them. The symbolic layer. Yeah. The trees may not always been trees, but the trees always were. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sort of, sorted, sorted. I love that. (laughs) I, I also... I have a big preoccupation with, uh, damn, I don't want to give away my secret. I just found the secret to my own way of doing um, entendres. 
Mm. And I've gotten to the point where I'm pretty good at like the triples are pretty, I can find them. And you don't want to crack the code for us right now? I don't want to crack the code for the okay. people, but okay. I'm going to do it anyway, because oh. fuck that. You really, nah, as yeah. much or as little nah, as you want. Shout out to the people. Y'all get, yeah. y'all get like It kind of doesn't count, but it does because the way I'm, like the structure of it. So I, I wrote this shit. Uh, I'm timeless. I'm fruitful. I'm moving. I'm current. And I was just like, oh, current. Like I'm on time current the fruit the seed and and current right and so i was like i can set up any if i can bar the meanings ahead of time and then i insert the word last mm-hmm. i can imply the entendre without actually trying to have the burden of mm-hmm. using the word three times right, right. why mm-hmm. use the word three times when you can use it one when i can use meanings. it with right. three meanings or ah. four meanings if there are four meanings available right right so I had another one in this song I did <laughs> on uh on fuck the um Umbaku shit. Yeah. I might have said something like, I'm first, I'm the highest, I'm the fly, I'm I'm the highest, I'm the flyest, no punches, but I'm pilot. So it was just idea of like I can set up all the meanings as waypoints that you yeah. already go through. Yeah. So when you get to that fir- that last word that exposes the meaning, it has the same explosion of the entendre without having to do like ow i'm the man of the ow (laughs) don't even ask me triple on time it's like ah that's bulky though it is right it's so bulky so clunky so what i started to do is just like line up the meanings in interesting ways and then throw the word down once Mm. and then you can go back and listen and be like wait what the what but it's also so satisfying as a listener because it's like um you know like the hourglass like it, it like uh, converges, yeah. Rather than like starting at the conver- at the middle point and then going out, right? It's so elegant. There's something so elegant about that. To and me. and by by foregrounding meaning over form or tactic, right? It also gives audience a bunch of opportunities to experience it differently. Yeah. So you can just stay in the the narrative of what you're saying and right. stay in the story. Yep. And you might not even realize that that there was a device being used at yes. all, as opposed to like you know, kind of a little bit more pompous rap that's like, let me show you right. how good I am. Right. And so now the bar is about the fact that I just did something pretty. Oh, this yeah. is Damon's like you're getting, biggest pet peeve You're getting now. removed from, oh, rapping about rapping? Rappers rapping about how good they are at rapping. Yeah, yeah that's the worst thing to do. Like that is yeah. by definition, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's unnecessary. Yeah. And the, the other thing is like, it's like watching uh, uh, <laughs> watching a movie and um, when someone uses, a director uses some shit yeah, you should look at how good the lighting is. Exactly, there. Yeah. it should be so. It shouldn't remove good. you from. I shouldn't right. be removed. So yeah. when a good one, like one of my favorite things that film, the I really like the. I enjoy the one shot. I enjoy the artistry, the dance, the technical craft of any just one steady shot all the yeah. way through. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be thinking about the one shot as it happens. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. best one, the true detective ones, the best, the craziest yeah. like long sequences of yeah, one yeah. shot. It's like, oh, I didn't realize to the after the show that what? you just told me that that last that 10 was, minutes was... <laughs> that yeah. was one long oh, shot. Oh, damn. I wish we was together when that season came out. Man, dog. Ray Cole. Man. Man, did you see uh, 1917? <laughs> no. At that point? Oh yes, yo, oh, my so god! So the whole yeah. movie shot as if yeah. it's one shot. Yeah. But uh, to that point, it is like, and I think Irishman's kind of the same way because people are so much more informed about the craft of making things as opposed to just watch it. Like everyone knows a little bit about like lighting and filmmaking now because right. they're all shooting videos all the time. Yeah. There are these movies now where like what the movie's about is the fact that they made the movie. Right. Exactly. Like Avatar kind of I think started yeah. that in some yeah. way. Yeah. Yep. Of like 
the plot of the movie is look at how cool it is we made this yeah, movie right that can be impressive yeah but the like emotional thing and you know it's the same thing with music it's yeah. like uh it's not connective no it's it's a it's athleticism yeah, without exactly. without the context of the narrative around the sport yeah. you know or the moment um, it's like dribbling through your legs for no reason exactly or like a step back while you're open right <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay why are you doing that and i and i think what it does is it like you lose the ability to hold on to what the art can do Right, like, because Avatar as a film is yeah. now it's pure. It's like two thousand one Space Odyssey in in its own way, where it's like, yeah, that was really great technical shit that set a precedence, but also like as a movie, it's kind of boring. Yeah, as a movie, it, it. it's kind of whack. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Versus, like, I would say the most anti Avatar shit is Tangerine, where like the fact that shot it's shot on an iPhone, on an iPhone is sort of in service uh-huh. of the kind of narrative we're telling. Uh-huh. And so there, that that's what I want to do with the shit I use in bars yeah. uh, when I when I be rapping. It's like I hope this is in service of a larger. The form thing. serves the yes. the, the, the meaning. Yes, yeah. yes. Are, are you plotting a, a transit? Not even an entry uh, into filmmaking because you, you 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 think about it so intentionally. Like I I think just to like go back to the nostalgia that that you bring out of me. Like uh, to the song we did, brainwash, yeah. which we'll like pull up or something. We're putting that in post. And, and, <laughs> and, and pops, that's my dad still like loves that shit. Shout out to like, you, you see me out here Brainwash 2 coming through. Yeah. <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> this always. On the, on the outro of the show. <laughs> For sure. That's like that's like one of those should, like rap videos we, that say to be continued and they never continue. <laughs> right. It's, it's but 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 the, you know be aside uh the retro relive glory days. Uh <laughs> that that song came from us talking deeply just about like the movie Inception. Yeah. And it, it it just I just remember like yeah, you were one of the few people I was able to um, nurture this idea of of being able to take things that may not actually be that deep or might be <laughs> that deep and no yeah. one else cares. Yeah. And just like getting into like a very nuanced experience that then can transfer into like thinking about the world differently. Yeah. And so just like remembering how like, yeah, Inception just fucked you yeah, <laughs> up when you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just hearing you talk about like shots and the, the technicals of filmmaking yeah and just you're you're you're, you're a storyteller at heart also it's, you live in la yeah 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 yeah, LA. yeah yeah so so is 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 that imminent i really hope so but i feel like i've got so much to learn in that world but it has always been the crown jewel of art forms to me right. because it, it pulls everything together that's what we've always so, said you can make a movie about any art yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You, you can make a movie about dance, we can move yeah. about painting. But also and so if you take any of those things out of the process, the movie doesn't work. Right. You need all of the craft. Yeah. You yeah. need music to make a movie work. Exactly. And you that's, need that's movement. You need you need visuals, movement. You need you visuals. Need, you need people you to need, design uh, costumes. Prop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah, need, yeah. All of a sudden every art form is able to be present and accounted for. And and to me that's like that's community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's that's, well, that's the, the joy of my movie. I mean, that's the whole message of exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. Like, look at all the people. Look at the thing we made. Yeah. So I, I hope so. I really hope so. Um, I'm okay if it takes me longer. I really enjoy it, man. I always wanted to be uh, an actor, and I always really, really loved movies from a really young age. So mm-hmm. I hope that that's something that I'm able to do. Um, and then. Uh, Damn, I, I felt like I was gonna say some shit. Oh, <laughs> to the idea of just just taking the the random thing, the nuanced thing, 
I made a song on my latest tape called Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and it really, it came from, <laughs> I was on the phone with a friend. She'll be so mad if she hears this, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, People like being talked about a lot. They do. Yeah. More than I realized. Uh, <laughs> so I was on the phone with her and she FaceTimed me randomly and I was in the studio and I was all giddy because I had feelings for her. And I think based on the FaceTime, I'm thinking she has feelings for me too. Um, one one could deduce. One could deduce based on like <laughs> what she was wearing and how she was acting and shit. And it was just like, it okay. It wasn't just FaceTime. It wasn't just FaceTime. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh shit, titties. Um, you know? And I'm like, yeah, damn, I this is great. Uh, I do know Never Never expected this. <laughs> It's titty time. Yeah. You know? I'd expect titty time. Titty time. Right. And, and my, <laughs> man, I hope everybody gets titty time. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to whatever capacity and whatever kind of titty yeah. resonates. Oh, yeah. Titty is universal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we have a conversation about monogamy randomly. Uh, All of this is happening to me aware that she's got a boyfriend. Uh, and I'm just very like, whoa, this is weird. And come to find out, like, it's sort of a situation where she's like, my best friend turned boyfriend really wants to be uh, in an open relationship. And that's something I didn't know until I'm already deep in this relationship mm -hmm. with him. Long story short, I took that moment, which turned out to be a very like difficult moment for me. And I had to like be like, hey, shorty, I think you're kind of just using me to sort of feel out yeah. what it's like to be open. But I don't think you really give a fuck about me. And I think that the romantic moments that we had, I was thinking they were one thing and you were thinking they were another. And the fact that you never addressed that, but you are performing this thing right now that betrays what you're saying is really difficult for this me. Is, like this is just an experiment for you. This yeah, is human for me. Exactly. Yeah. And so that could have not meant much. What ha was also happening on the other side of the glass was fucking Dede Sab, my homie, uh, Brendan Asante were all making a beat. And while that was happening, it was playing and I was freestyling when she originally <laughs> called. So I'm talking to her, trying to be cute, like, hey, yeah, oh, what you want me to rap about? Which you can hear on the Vanilla Ice, I actually sampled that. Like, we still had that. And I'm like, but we like slowed it down and played with it. And it's like, what you want me to rap about? And she's like, serial monogamy? And I was like, serial monogamy, girl, ain't no such thing. I took that moment and just like Vanilla Ice was me trying to do that thing of like taking this really nuanced moment and explore something that maybe didn't mean shit, but helped me to give context to a world that I was living in that maybe didn't mm. mean shit and that didn't have language and was really nuanced. And like women having to engage with partners who are not honest, men who are not honest about what they want from them. Mm. Um mm -hmm is its own sort of gaslighting and its own sort of danger and its own sort of path. And so Vanilla Ice was like, damn, what happens when you are right in all the ways except the one that you don't see is right? right? You're not open to that thing, mm -hmm. um, right? You're, you're vanilla only because you don't wanna be in an open relationship. Mm. Um, but otherwise you're the most liberal you're the most yeah, open, open you're the most yeah. like whatever so I think I've always been trying to still do that thing of like take moments take movies take 
walks in the yeah. park, take and whatever thing them and explode yeah. them and out. Find all the, sig- the infinite significance. Yeah, um, something that's small. And that's there's, that's a very uh, biblical thing to do. Mm. Not to force it, but like they've been reading, people have been reading those same words. Right. In in Judaism is such a big part of it is there are scholars for thousands of years reading the same words and yeah. coming up with new interpretations, ideas, yeah. words about it, and then debating them yeah. and then adding them to the conversation, right? And, and that, that means that each of those words are embedded with all of those different meanings. Yeah. Um, and I think that people do that as listeners to especially hip hop too, but I think to all kinds of music, but yeah. I think in hip hop because the melodies are, you know, a little pulled back. Right. How many times in your life do you have someone come up to you and be like, I can't, like you said that line and it meant this. You're like, I didn't even see that meaning in there, you know? Um, It's happened a few times and I'm always, damn, I never thought that would happen to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I'm the most intentional. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm so thorough. Yeah, like I know exactly yeah. what all the things could mean, but I but I don't, you know? And it, it's it just speaks to, again, this the fluidity of language and, and just how unset shit is you know yeah i do want to share one story before whatever happens next uh this is the myth this is full benjamin myth mode (laughs) i left chicago went to la did stuff in la live with my brother shit was rough left la moved back to the bay difficult difficult internal turmoil read a book by this woman peace pilgrim don't remember how i got the book peace pilgrim was this woman who walked around this little old white lady who walked all around the united states for peace and she mm-hmm. wore this blue tunic that said peace pilgrim on it that was her name she mm-hmm. only went by peace she only stayed with people who offered her a place to stay and she only ate food that people offered her. She did not ask food for food, did not ask for shelter, did not keep money on her. She kept stamps and envelopes only at the point where people would start to write her. I believe she was in the, this was in the fifties. So this I read this book. This is, this is true. Okay. Um, this is real. And maybe it started by coming across a YouTube video and then I, I found that she had a book and her book is was composed by of all just her speeches hmm. um, and all the things she, she, one of my favorite and I've used it in rap is like, um, she'll say some shit like, we have to stop practicing the jungle law of tooth and claw. And I just always, I was always <laughs> fucking bar. love that shit. That's a bar. That's a I fucking, bar. I'm just like, yo, Peace Pilgrim. What? <laughs> and that's also a great rap name. Yeah, right? Um, so like. She, uh, she was signed to Rockets, correct? You know, right. So she, she like, she, she walked, she walked all these miles for peace. Uh, she actually met her unfortunate, untimely demise the first time she agreed to get in the car after decades of having not been in a car she's not driving she's in someone else's car they get in an accident and she passes away that's wow. incredibly sad that made me laugh yeah it's okay it's it's the <laughs> best shit is that. somewhere going i told you so <laughs> right right that's the ultimate idea. it's like i have walked fucking right. fifty thousand miles right <laughs> can't I'm drive going to the six. fucking drive through yeah, yeah you thought <laughs> you thought i told you to keep the motherfucking oh you know she's like this isn't a spiritual journey i just don't trust gm right you know what i'm saying like these are just faulty products right, y'all, y'all uh, are test subjects it, y'all don't understand what, i lived before seatbelt yeah. big automotive is out to get us yeah. um That's so funny. you know what i'm saying and and so i i read this book by peace pilgrim and i was overcome with sort of uh inspiration motivation whatever i I just 
was really touched by, she had such conviction. And so I was like, damn, okay, bet, bet, bet. What I'm going to do, and this is in a time where I'm struggling with insecurities and not wanting to smoke, but still feeling the pull to smoke. I'm struggling with pornography addiction. I'm struggling with self-hatred. I'm struggling hard. I'm just struggling. I've left Chicago. All my dreams dashed as I left Chicago. Mm. Then I set up this whole world with my brother in LA. And then that's dashed, swept from under me. And that time I had no power over it. It just, Mm. everything changed literally overnight. Mm. And I'm back at my parents and I feel like a failure. At this point, I haven't been to college yet. I've been to all these different community colleges. I'm like, fuck, what the fuck's going on? Everything is lost read Peace Pilgrim. And I'm like, all right, bet. What I'm about to do is I'm about to go somewhere where I hear spirit moves. The nearest place to me is Mount Shasta. Mind you, I'm in the Bay. So Mount Shasta is like a good four hours drive, I think. Which direction? Uh, North Mm -hmm. to Redding. Oh, I've been to Reading. Yeah. It's hot as hell there. And also gets cold as hell. Because you're on the other side of the uh of the mountains from the coast. So yeah. The temperature. Like it's where the Sacramento River cuts through it. Exactly. And the person I stayed with there, quick sidebar, said that like in the summer, even people with air conditioning, they have to go down by the river. Like literally go down by the river. Yeah. Right. Because the temperature is like twenty degrees cooler there than it is anywhere else because the water cools it. Mm. Yeah. The earth, man. What the fuck? Yeah, right, man. right that part. <laughs> so I'm I'm uh I make up in my mind that I'm going to walk to Reading, walk to Mount Shasta, because I just need healing. I need God to see me. I need answers from God. I need you uh, need. I need. I have need. I have great need. And I'm either gonna get seen or I'm a die Again, this attitude that comes from all these people who I'm just like, well, that's what everybody does. <laughs> like, that's what you gotta do. Yeah. You have to have, the only reason to have fears is to face them. Yeah. So Some Joseph oof. Campbell shit. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm on it. Like, I gotta move. Yeah. Um, wow. Get seen or die trying. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I mean, and that, like truly though, like not to get to whatever, but. No, get to. I like we're one past of the, not getting to it. <laughs> We've gotten to it. <laughs> right. Um, one of my favorite like sort of stories is, is the story of Job. I really fuck with Job because Job is just like, hey, bruh, I'm not finna eat or do anything until you holla at me. Yeah. And I think that same audacity to question God was actually what empowered me to do the same thing, right? The very... Th- thing that was my undoing from the way I understood fundamentalism, evangelical Christianity was from the text of the Bible, mm. which is its own weird, <laughs> it's a, its own strange, like that speaks to something, right? Yeah. Like I got from under the thumbprint of 21st century evangelicalism via the Bible in part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which speaks to, it's a good book. It's yeah. a solid piece of work. Like, it's a solid, it's got some or shit also wrong. evangelicals be tweaking, too. Cause like, they also be super, <laughs> but it gave super you, tweaking. Are, you, are you reading the book? It gave you the path out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I'm inspecting on my own. I've already been, I've, I'm at my mo. I'm like tearing through this tab. I'm studying. Mm-hmm. I know the exegesis and the, you know what I'm saying, the hermeneutics and the, I'm deep in this shit trying to figure out, like, what are you trying to tell me? And I'm like, 
what you're telling me in a sermon is different from what the text is telling me. The text is telling me it's okay to question. If Job was perfect and he questioned and God ended up answering him, I could do that. Mm -hmm. And if Job could not eat and be so intentional about getting seen and getting answers from the creator of the universe, then that is a model that works. It is Mm -hmm. a pathway that is available to me. Mm -hmm. So it is get seen or die trying. My life felt that drastic and I felt that hurt and I was that tired of being mm. broken. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get seen one way or another. I pack sort of the Hydra pack backpack I had mm-hmm. at the time because I'm weirdly a prepper, of course, amongst <laughs> all, all supplies, the other things. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. The anxiety is tough. Uh and so I packed this small backpack. It's got water. I got a Bible. I got a notebook. I had an EBT card at the time, which is the bridge card. I had uh a cell phone that I kind of turned off. I had one pair of underwear that was extra. I had one extra maybe shirt. I had a jacket that I had on. I had pants that I had on. I had these sort of running shoes. Maybe I had a pair of socks. That was the um, part that I was getting the most anxiety about hearing this was the socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, like I had to get, you don't you know want to be halfway up the mountain with one pair, without you know, a pair of socks. Um, <laughs> I write this long what I called a missive at the time, you know, this long ass letter. And I set it to email out to people three days after I left, just explaining. And I'm, again, completely transparent. I'm telling the people in it, hey, I've strayed from God. This is what I think is happening. This is why I'm going. This is what's going through my mind. Uh, These are the things I'm dealing with. Like, And I don't just send this to like my parents. I send it to like people in my community, Mm. in my artistic community and my mentors and shit. And I did, and I start fucking walking. Now, the funniest part about the story is I only walk one day, of course. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Is the email went out, how many, was scheduled how many days later? Three days out. <laughs> but I didn't go home. I walked all day the first day. I left at like 10 a.m. Didn't tell my parents, didn't say, just left. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. I'm going. And there's some part of me that was like, you know, where the red yeah. fern grows and all these, all these fucking books are just like, I'm off on the trail. Like, you know, again, just being inspired by all that shit. Well, and it's an, uh, it's an American as fuck thing to do. Yeah, it is. And I wanted so bad. I mean, I, I, we used to live by a, some train tracks and I would hear the train. I wish so badly. And I looked up laws and I read online because I was just like, it's different. Well, we can't just hop a train. You know what I mean? I wanted so badly yeah. for that moment. I needed that, but I just I would I would fantasize about it every night. It's like when Michael Scott was in debt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Jump on the train right. and it will stop it. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> they will kick your ass. Yeah, they will kick your ass on that train. You could get easily. And I'm like, I'm black too. Yeah. this ain't sweet. Because there's some there's some white crusties out here riding the rails. Yeah. My brother knows a couple of people living that life. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> it's It's different. It's this not the, oh, how I used to be type shit. So anyway, I walk and I get about 10 miles and I get to this point where I know I walk through most of sort of the city to get to what are these back roads, we call back roads that just go up by the canals, sort of this vast inland farmland, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm to get from between where I am in the Bay to like where Stockton is. Mm-hmm. Stockton's on the other side of maybe these like 20 more miles of back roads, these windy, no lights kind of back roads. And I get to the last sort of 
gas station pit stop before then, and it's about 5 p.m. by mm-hmm. then. Started at around 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I could stay here, but no, I could get to the, I'm thinking, I could get to, I have MapQuest directions printed out, <laughs> walking MapQuest directions. Because uh, I had my phone off. I didn't want to be, I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'm trusting God. Uh, oh, you're trusting MapQuest. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And I start walking at around 5. When I tell y'all, man, I was out on this road, cars passing me, one lane each way. To my right, a deep ravine and a canal. To my left, the same thing. Smallest strip, no longer than like three feet wide of dirt that I'm walking on. That's the side arm, the shoulder. It's no real shoulder. And I'm walking for hours and gets to be 11, 12, and I'm barely walking. I've never been this tired in my life. My legs are heavy as fuck. I start crawling on the side of the road and I start stopping because it's also freezing. Mm. And I had this, you know, there's a way that being outside too long, the cold creeps inside of you. And so I'm stopping and I'm pulling the jacket over my head and I'm crawling into the jacket and I'm just trying to breathe so that the heat of my breath warms me up a little bit. Then I'm getting up and I'm like crawling, dragging my legs They've never been heavier. Cars are sort of stopping and slowing down at this point, but they're also so few and far in between and they're going so fast. And all I'm trying to do is get to the other side of what feels like this vast sort of like no man's land where I know there's some like industrial-esque buildings and like there's a Toys R Us headquarters and shit like that. And I'm like, I could sleep behind in some little pocket. That'll be safe. That'll be fine. Get started the next day. But there's no way I'm going to make it. I'm so tired. This car stops and it's full of four young Latin dudes. And I realized they're all Mexican homies. And they was all like, yo, you want to ride? Like, you okay? Everything all right, bro? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, can we give you a ride? And I'm immediately like, God, what's up? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I'm supposed to be walking. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, nah, man, like you should get in the car with us. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm think I'm like, and this like, is sort of guy, the- You're literally crawling. Right. <laughs> but this is the, the internal, yeah. this is the real like internal struggle I have sometimes is like- There's like a cartoon like this. There's like a, like one of those new, like you were asking for like a, a traveler or somebody in the, the middle of the ocean was asked for God and like- a few boats came. And oh, right, 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 no. yeah. And then they're like, God, why yeah. didn't you come? He's like, I sent yeah. you three boats. I sent you three boats, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. Um, and, uh, three Mexican dudes. <laughs> right. And there's a joke. There, it's actually a joke that's also in Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. Um, Jaden delivers to his dad. like, And he's like, I sent you two boats, you big dummy. Yeah, okay. Um, I get in the car. They take me to their house. Wow. On the way, I remember having this conversation of them being like, yeah, we work out here in these fields and like we are like not citizens we're illegal aliens and i'm like and they referred to, and i just remember no y'all not illegal no people are illegal <laughs> but i also remember <laughs> that being the first time i had to really confront like these are real people it's not an idea and these yeah. people are saving me right now yeah and there was something that was just fucking magical about that so i stayed with them that first night they take me to a gym a 24 hour the next day so that I could shower and also sit in the sauna because I couldn't move my mm-hmm. legs. I walked like 20 miles. Mm-hmm. I had never walked that much before. So mm-hmm. I was completely unprepared for that. So I'm sitting in the sauna, I'm walking 
extra slow. Everything is just so ginger. They stop and get me food at a McDonald's. Then they're like, oh, where are you trying to go? And I'm like, I'm trying to get to Reading. Like, I'll just keep walking. Like, thank you. And they're like, nah, nah. <laughs> and they pull together money and they put me on an Amtrak wow. up to Reading. So now I take this train ride and I happen to know this uh, woman that I had dated in <laughs> from my church when I was a kid. We went to church together and went to high school together. She was up at this um, this church. I won't name the church because I don't want to give them no kind of free pub or whatever, mm -hmm, but this mm -hmm. church in Reading. And- um, <laughs> They actually sponsor the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised, dog. The long arm of evangelicalism. Um, <laughs> I think that's one thing. That, never mind. Go um, <laughs> so- I just think we're not sending our sponsorship deck to any churches. Yeah, facts. But you might want to. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to be as concise as possible. I know there's a long no, story, this but this is just, story. this is the In myth. Rapture. This is the yeah, weird yeah. shit yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that I be on. <laughs> uh, I know this one woman we used to date. We're still relatively cool. She goes to a school of supernatural ministry at a church mm. in Reading. And Reading attracts all of these sort of weird mystical mm. people because it's under Mount Shasta. And Mount Shasta is known as the first chakra of the earth, right? There's this idea that the earth has chakras, mm. energy waypoints that are strong. Sedona is one of those places. Yeah. Uh, Lake Titicaca is one of those places. There's all these random Stonehenge, right? Mm -hmm. These random places where they're like, spiritual energy is charged mm -hmm. and Mount Shasta happens to be one of them. So there's a bunch of fucking weirdos running around <laughs> uh, near Mount Shasta, but also there's like church that's super into like, new agey, supernatural, regrow your legs, fucking speak over your life. And my friend who I went to church with and my ex and my friend, she's there. She's a student there. And so she had mentioned a few times we talked in the past, like, oh, you should come up. So I, she's one person who I did tell what I was going to, I was like, oh, I'm going to be up there. So I link with her. I go to the church. I'm very skeptical about everything. Um, one of the first things that happens is I, I'm in the bathroom trying to just clean myself up. This guy goes, hey, I just want you to know that God's telling me to tell you that. Like, I know you feel like you don't know where you're going to stay or what you're going to do, but you're going to be taken care of while you're here. And so I had a lot of experiences like that. I had a lot. I, oh I'm not God. making this up. Um, I had a lot of experiences like that. Um, <laughs> I had this other woman who came up to me. She barely spoke English. And she was like, it was after a service. Because I ended up staying up there for almost three weeks. Mm. They had this prayer house and the church was gorgeous and vast, of course, mm -hmm. up on this hill, picturesque and nestled in the mountains, Mount Shasta is beautiful, fucking beautiful. And on sort of like another hill across the parking lot was this prayer house and it was all, it was built sort of hexagonical or like mm -hmm. octagonical mm -hmm. shaped and you could draw back the blinds and all the windows were from ceiling to floor mm -hmm. glass. And in the center was sort of like this, not certainly not a shrine, but just like a centerpiece where you could sit. Anyway, in the prayer house and they would have worship music and you could go in there and it was open 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, you weren't allowed to sleep. But the church had this idea that I learned about very quickly because I'm really good at getting into new places mm -hmm. and just absorbing just like mm -hmm. learning yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. And so- What are the rules of this place? Yeah. So how does this work? How does this function? And, and how do I 
be here with respect, right? Mm. And so one of the things I picked up is they had this principle called soaking in the presence of God and just soaking. Like we think of prayer and these. So some of the things they had was dope. Like some of the shit they were teaching was like, oh, this kind of cool, interesting idea, new take on some Christian shit. The fresh, hot Christian shit in the streets. <laughs> and like, they were just like, yo, we we soak here. Um, we don't just like pray or just worship, but we soak. This is the idea that the presence of God is everywhere. And all we got to do is take that at its word. If the Bible says that God is everywhere, then just like soaking in his presence, just inviting like, hey, God, thank you. I'm sitting with you. And now I am. And just that quickly, like the atmosphere begins to change and you are submerged. And the more you sort of just live in it, the more you're experiencing and just letting the presence of God do what it does. Mm. And so I sort of took this principle saw how other people would do it. Sometimes they just take a, a pillow. They had all these pillows in there and shit. And I would just take a pillow and place it behind my head and lay there for hours. And I would sleep on the low uh, <laughs> during the day. And at night, I would just read the Bible and I would take hella notes. And I would just sort of live in this prayer house. Um, and I had this it's random- like monastic. Yeah. Or this is like um, uh, when Martin left Gina for a little second. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to do, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? You remember this uh, episode? The episode uh, 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 no. He's like, I'm going through something right now. And like he like left it with a video and then he like was in this like monk monastery. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't remember. I don't remember. This shit sounds so- Somebody listening to this has to right. die laughing That's right funny. now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the half fro with the braids coming out. Hell no, nah, he never did that. <laughs> Martin? Yeah. Uh, um, That's funny. It was that. It was that. I had this random family who like let me stay at their house. Again, I met them at a church service and they heard that even there I had the same experience of like people meeting me and being like, who the fuck is this dude? (laughs) And then sort of just inviting me, like welcoming me. One of the most beautiful things I did there was I went to a men's group Hmm. and the men's group just had a bunch of dudes being the most open Mm. immediately. Like, yeah, I do that. I fucking have this porn addiction. I get prostitutes. I do coke. I but God loves me. I'm figuring it out. I've cheated on my wife. I'm and motherfuckers was just being bare naked, open in a way I had never seen. And I was just like, oh, I'm gonna cultivate that somewhere, not here, mm-hmm. but somewhere. Mm-hmm. So even things like that were just yeah. hella. In this three weeks I was there, where I was just like observing and soaking and staying with a random family who invited me there, and not staying with my ex girlfriend because she lived in a house with other young women and that wasn't really like the wave you know what i'm saying for me to just come kick it over there and stay there that wasn't an option um stay with her homie who like took me in he had an extra room in his basement so i ended up staying in that room for sort of the bulk of my time there having a woman prophesy over me randomly she just met me after a service and was just like god's telling me to tell you like when i see you i see these red balloons and i see you surrounded by children and you're going to be like a father figure because the, you're going to tell stories to the kids are surrounding you and they're listening. And the red balloons going up represent you lifting up their spirits. And you're going to tell the kids stories. And many people will look to you with like a father figure. Like shit like that was I'm happening. Also foreseeing triple entendres happening. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I also foresee you uh, making the Grammys, will, you know. Um but there's also a lot of bullshit, right? <laughs> a lot of shit that I'm not, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this is really. Yeah. Um, one thing in particular, they had this thing where there was like putting a penny up against the wall, pressing into it and saying, I command you to stay in Jesus name, right? And the penny would stay. And I was just like, what the fuck? 
And it was like this whole like faith thing. And it was yeah. just like, yo, because they would go out and do like treasure hunts and oh, there's so much. How do we can't skip that? Yeah. So then what what were they doing? Was the this penny? A, ma- a magnet type it, situation? It or was, it was a, just like the sweat off your finger. If it you was a convection, one. the right kind of wall, drywall, uh-huh. and the way that da 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 da. But I didn't know that. And when I found out much later, my spirit was kind of crushed. Yeah. But what's so weird and <laughs> the way the fucking world works. So I had all these experiences. The last experience I'll sort of say is that I'm sleeping in this prayer house. I'm meeting a bunch of young people who and older people who are in this faith, who are at this supernatural school and ministry, asking hella questions. I'm having all these revelations. I'm all this shit. I'm praying all day, every day. I'm like not listening to music. I'm not eating shit, really. I'm just like in a weird place. I celebrate my birthday there randomly. And these people that I've only known for a couple of weeks celebrate my birthday with me and they have a party for me. And like they open up their homes to me and all of this shit. And then, you know, I talked to my mom on the phone a few weeks later and she really wants me to come home. And Thanksgiving is rolling around and I really didn't want to go home because I just knew deep down if I go home, I'm not going to come back. Even though my friend was driving back down to the bay to our town, to Antioch, and she was going to come back to go to school. And, and I, she's like, oh, you can just come back. But I was like, I know I'm not going to come back. Yeah, you break the spell. You break the spell. And so I'm there and I'm enjoying. And I drive up to Shasta at one point. I drive up the mountain, but it's snow and it's blocked. And I'm like having all this crazy yeah, shit going Shit, on. I'm glad I'm not walking. Right. You know what I mean? I'm glad I'm <laughs> that part's over. So I stay that time. And one of the cool things that happens is I'm contemplating, like, do I need to go to this school? Because people are saying, like, you're spiritually charged. How are you, like, because now I'm praying over people, right? (laughs) Now I'm like, well, you know. And one of the things that I I fucked with that I learned how they pray was just, like, this other thing of just, like, calling out what is based on what it ought to be, right? So, like, speaking the reality, right? So it's a difference from God. I, uh, Lord, I ask that you would do this, this, and that um, versus what they were kind of on was like, you are healed. You are, th- you are, um, you are walking in perfect health. You like, it was just like speaking the, a new truth over somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of learned that I was like, oh, that's dope. I'm gonna take that too. And so I was questioning if I should go to school there and they're like, you don't need to. I just feel like God's telling me, like, you don't need to go here. Like, you already, you good. And I was like, oh, shit. So my mom convinces me because I'm a sucker. (laughs) And I go back down. And at this point, I never know how long I stayed there. Sometimes it feels like I stayed, like, five weeks or something. But I think it was was closer to just, like, three weeks, Mm. maybe four. Um, And I go back down, and when I get home, only my dad's there. And at the time I have all this beef with my dad because what I had also had found out was there was like a lot of sort of familial problems going on. And so I was pressed. I was just like, fuck. I remember everything about the moment. I remember we had a screen door at the time on the house and the door door was open and the screen door was closed. So I could Hmm. see in and I just knew as I pulled up, I sat outside and I was like, only he's here. And it would be that way. Yeah. It would be that I get back home and it's, it's, the worst person to greet me. And immediately we're thrust into this crazy sort of, you know, my dad's really nonchalant about me. Oh, like, I heard you went on some walk or something. You know, what happened? You know, just like, so like, oh my God, dad. Like, you know, but he's also just struggling with his own shit. And so I'm coming in hot and heavy sort of with this righteousness. I'm sort of exhorting him to be better because he's really fucking up. 
mm-hmm. at this point. I've done this in the one time in the past and it really worked, but this time it just didn't. It just wasn't working. And I was getting more and more frustrated and I was just like, I'm going to just walk away. And I felt like right at that moment, I felt like the spirit, and when I say the spirit in the tradition, I mean like the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The spirit of God is telling me, just pray for him. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to pray for this dude. Like, no. <laughs> uh, and then, again, I go back to the tradition of these people who like, I look at an Esther, I look at a Jonah. Esther is just like, I got to fuck with the king. I got to, in order to save my people. Yeah. I don't even really fuck with the king. Like he trying to kill my people. I don't want to do that. You know, and and Jonah being like, hey, like, God, I know you want me to go talk to Nineveh, but I don't know if you know this, but I fucking hate Nineveh. <laughs> and it's like, I know you're omnipotent. Um, how did you not know that? How did you not know? And not only that, but like you also know, and I know as just Jonah, that I'm so cold with this shit. I'm such a dope ass <laughs> prophet that if I go tell Nineveh to repent, they will. <laughs> and I don't want that. I want them to fucking fire and damnation. I want you to rain judgment on them. So no, I don't want to go to Nineveh. And I felt that. I was just like, no, I don't want to fucking fuck this dude. Yeah. I'm not praying for him. Like, no. Wow. But I was just compelled. You know, I was really compelled. And in my convictions, I started to walk away. And I, t- I was like, dad, I just got to, can I just pray for you real quick? And he was just like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, and even in his faith, he was in a weird place. Even though, you know, you could be a deacon, you could be whatever yeah, thing, yeah. but you could be in weird places. So I put a hand on his shoulder and we start praying and I'm sort of coming with these new souped up prayers yeah, that I got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pennies on the wall. Um, you got you know a whole, I mean? whole bars. <laughs> I got bars. And me and my dad it's just like have- you got verses on the tuck. Like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, yo. <laughs> So I'm praying. You are not being an asshole. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, And I'm speaking over my dad, man. And and this crazy thing happens where I feel like my eyes are closed, but I feel like his shoulder buckle under my hand. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I I hear like, keep praying, just keep praying. And I'm praying. And then I like pry open an eye because he starts, he's like, Ben, Ben. And I'm like, something's weird. Something's off. And now I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'm spiritually scared. Mm. I'm thinking like, is he about to like just fucking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Turn around and just smack the fuck out of it. Like yeah. I'm terrified, but I'm also terrified from a hell. I'm like, I've never heard him talk this way. Mm-hmm. And it, I open my eyes and he's like, I got to sit down. And he sits down and he's like getting weak and he can't, he's like, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm just going <laughs> to keep praying. Mm-hmm. I'm not registering this as like a health yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got to get some water. And so when he's like, gets up to get water and I'm noting this like, don't stop touching him. Don't stop praying and don't take your hand off him. Because it's almost like he's trying to get out the jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, can't go. You know what I mean? So he getting water, we weary and I'm still praying, like keeping a dislike. And then he drinks the water and he gets even more weak and he starts to just fucking sweat. My dad just starts sweat. Mind you, my dad's a buff dude. He's a little shorter, than, but he's very brolic. <laughs> and he had no shirt on at this because it was just a, it was just like a hot day. You know what I'm saying? I told you the screen door was open. He was trying to air the spot out. So he just, he in the basketball shorts, no shirt. And he just starts pouring in sweat. And he lays down and I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And I finish up whatever. I'm just like, all right, I'm done now. And he's like, 
looking at me like wide-eyed. He's like, Ben, I never, I've prayed a lot of prayers, dude. <laughs> Pray with a lot of people. Mm. Experiences haven't been like that. And I'm like, man, like, Dad, I've been through a lot. And I show him this thing where I put a penny on the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, watch this, Dad. I command you to stay in Jesus' name. And the penny stays. Mm. And my dad's just like, what? <laughs> you know, now he's just like yeah, really, yeah, yeah, that, and I'm walking in my, up. I'm walking in my like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you in your bag. I'm in my bag. <laughs> I'm like, finally, let's split some fucking ocean <laughs> wine. I'm about to get fucked up. Like, you know, I'm thinking we here now. Um, and then uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember like They're having to part the bay. You know what I mean? I'm just like y'all motherfuckers gonna respect. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember like the same ex <laughs> who showed me the found poems. We sort of were grappling with faith together, and I would share some of this stuff because. She was like, based on what you're saying, I might go to this school too. Like, shoot, we go. Mm. But she found this video of people like sort of debunking this penny thing. And when I saw it, I just was ashamed. And I was so sad. Mm. The magic was broken. Mm. But what is so crazy is it's like, was it? Right. Yeah. Because my dad from that, that it's like B.C., AD mm. like my dad is a different person and maybe the sole reason I believe in like supernatural like what is supernatural is for man to have a true change of heart for a woman to have a true change transformation to really transform that is yeah. supernatural yeah. to me yeah. and that's what all these myths are about and that's what all these yeah. myths are about you, you know what I'm saying you die to yourself you raise again all that's what all yeah. these stories are and can you do it with agency right like right. not can the world just shift you right but can you can actually you with autonomy have the agency to make the choice to go through that process yeah. so then i just was in this weird place where i saw my dad change because of what i don't know it was almost just like it was immediately removed from me Whatever power I thought I had, whatever. And the power was really rooted in a faith. It's like Michael's secret stuff. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> that. It's literally that. And I just, I was bawling. Yeah. I'm, my stars ain't got shit on me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was just like, Wimp. your arm turns into that little, that little noodle. You, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you're just like, wow, what happened? <laughs> That's one of the experiences in my life where it's just like, and, and then I, kept living <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> that was <laughs> this is this is this guy like this oh, is man. <laughs> like that happened and then uh, you know and then you made some more yeah, yeah, raps they, they, they and then I fucking rapped to some people you know what I mean and then I fucking you know what year was that that was still 2012 oh my god <laughs> oh my god that was that year that was that year damn you had a year that was all that year have you tried the penny thing since? No. Do you think you ever will? Uh, yes, but not in the same way. Hmm. What do you um, mean? I used to say when I felt very conventionally Christian, because I don't not feel Christian. I just, sometimes I rap about uh, or think about, like, I want to reform. I say it in um, in Psalms 23. I say something about Martin Luther. And I, hmm. I really sometimes just think that all Christianity needs another huge form mass 
reformation, which I don't even know how to begin to do. But I feel like it's it's so much good shit in it. If we could just get to the good shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to solely be that. Right. It doesn't need to only be that thing. It's just there's so much value I got from it that I think if we could save some of it from the dying ship that is the sort of antiquated fucking ship yeah. that's going down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So an old wooden ship. Right. You <laughs> <An> know. <old. laughs> so Yeah, no, I mean I hear you on, on on that idea of like what I think is just basically needed is a, a naming and accountability. Right. Right, Which like, is w- for all these things. Like, I, yeah. I, I think if the tradition just was self-aware and just like named yep. all that's happening, yeah. then you can, you know, and when I say all that's happening, like the Crusades, yeah. colonial slavery, yeah. Yeah. the nation state, right. genocide, yep. right? Like if it just named that as a part of it yeah. and then worked to reconcile that contradiction, 100%. I think what you're saying is needed, whether we want to call it a reform, a transformation, yeah, or a whatever, Yeah, whatever will, we call it. That that process will occur but as long as institutionally there is this like we are not in the world right and therefore that allows us to not address our impact on the world right then creates this like this hamster wheel this conundrum this this crazy thing but i think so all that to say that was such a tangent it was beautiful (laughs) that was the king of tangents (laughs) i can't think of a, a, a a more epic story that we've Lord of Lords, Kings of Tangents. <laughs> One of the things I want I, I wanted to say, because to answer the pending question, I used to say, if God wanted me to walk through a wall, I would. It's just a matter of when is the purpose for that. But I used to be so like, just like, God wants me to walk through a wall, walk through a wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that God don't want me to. That there's no point for that. The only thing that's going to happen when that happens is I'm going to get gassed. Yeah. And I don't need to be gassed. So... That's why I ain't walked through no wall. Mm-hmm. But it's not a matter of I can't. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of like mm-hmm. I'm actually bound. Blah, blah blah blah. So that was one. Th- that was sort of the the like yes. I think at some point, some iteration of my life, there will be a walking through walls for me. A putting the penny It'll on the be wall. A penny to mm-hmm. put. Yeah, but it won't. Sense. It'll be whatever it is. I also remember in 2008, the housing crisis 2009 was happening, mm-hmm. and my parents were losing their house. It hit us really bad in California. And I had just got accepted in the school I wanted to go to, this Christian school called Azusa Pacific University. It's a really good school yeah. down here in LA. I got some little scholarship, but nothing major. And But it was per, I was going to be an English and Spanish major, double major with a minor in fucking business. And I was going to take all these cool class, all this shit. And I would have took the loan, but... They wanted my parents to do the Parent PLUS loan. So we had this sort of heart-to-heart moment where my parents were just like, look, dude, like, sorry to find that out. You can't just get the loan on your own. And they were like, if you want us to, we'll get the Parent PLUS loan, but we really can't afford it. We're losing the house right now. And I remember being so angry, not with them, but just with life, the system, blah, blah. And I remember saying, no, I'm not going to go. And I didn't go to school. I was like, I'm only going to go to school if it's free or if I pay in cash, straight up, (laughs) period. If God want me to go to school, it's going to be for free or because cash. (laughs) Fuck this system. In 2013, I started at Wiley College on a full-ride scholarship. (laughs) I didn't pay a dime to go to grad school. And that's the weird life trajectory. That's the, like, somehow faith and pennies on walls and unexpected 
inevitable surprises are happening. Rap renaissances. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> where it's just like, I'm going to a city and then being a part of the renaissance of this form. <laughs> I'm, I'm going somewhere and like this really big or magical thing or small, intimate, magical thing is happening. And uh, I don't fucking know, dude. Are you, afra- are you afraid that it'll wear off? No. I'm afraid that it's fucking getting weirder. <laughs> I'm afraid that I'm not equipped for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm afraid that I'm not going to have the sauce to get through the shit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Let's just do one more direction. Okay. All right, cool. So I feel like what we're going to have to leave on the shelf for sure is the the the, the rap the, the the top 10 list. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's, but, but that's that, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Just for, for reference, there's a whiteboard in Benjamin's house that has the objective top 10 <laughs> best rap songs of all time. I, and I have just one question before I get to my real question about the list that you have to answer succinctly. Uh, yes. Because of me, not because of you. I got you. All right. No, say so it the list is OPP by Naughty by Nature, uh-huh. International Players Anthem, Throw Some D's, The Remix. Come on now. More Money, More Problems. Yep. Amelie, Murals by Lupe Fiasco, Fear by Kendrick, Devil in a New Dress, Knock If You Buck, and The Inimitable Ride With Me. There it is. All right. Y'all heard it. So so here's a very direct, Yep. we're going to hold it down question. Yep. More Money, More Problems, over All About the Benjamins? Yes. 100%. Okay. Just, just. Not even a question. <laughs> It was no. That's why. That's the that question. question. No, not even a word. It, and and you know what I'm saying. All about the Benjamins. There's an easy bias there. That should let anybody know my list is not biased. You know what I'm saying. I could include it. That's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, but no, no. Okay, that's it. That's yeah. all. That's, that's, that's it. Just easy. Just not yeah. a question. <laughs> all right. All right. But 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 you say that as a way to validate your list of like. Yeah. This is. This I could have some me shit. Yeah, this is not some, you know, <laughs> all about the Benjamins. Ba- ba- yeah, no, me, Benjamin. No, no. <laughs> I didn't even, oh, shit. I don't even care about, Damn, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even put that together. It no, ain't man. even that. You know what I mean? I could have found a way to put me. It ain't even about centralizing me. I'm, you feel me? More money, more problems. This is service. We work, the service. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the serious question, I, so as we were like warming up and in our pre roll, we were talking explicitly just about how central blackness and black liberation is to you yeah which again is just like the kindredness and then and then also something else of like you know you're my soulmate of then in working out the logics of anti-oppression work and then being accountable and placing yourself in it recognizing how patriarchy intersects with our racial oppression and how you position yourself in that and then just like even in telling the stories of you know you are a charming person who loves and is loved and obviously platonically, but, but like romantically as well. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of ex lovers in the journey. (laughs) You know, there's, 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 there's titty times that just, that just happen. Um, And so it's it's not even a direct question. I just want to process with you because um, it's become very important for me. It's like, we, we will not be able to liberate ourselves. We cannot address racism without addressing sexism and the the contradiction of what I call like bougie patriarchy, particularly in like, the hip hop space, but I think in culture at large is more than like the violence of the enemy is like what stops us from, from winning and becoming free. Yeah. Uh, and so I just want to hear 
what and how you got to like be wrestling with that more explicitly what what are the spaces or the or the the um traditions or the examples you look to as you find these like literary or political figures to kind yeah. of like you know guide you um but just just hearing you also be be on that same journey uh you know what's on that road for you yeah literally just listening to black women <laughs> yeah. it's it's kind of like the easiest <laughs> answer and it is the most real answer like i follow black women I don't know as well as black women I do know who roast the fuck out of me all the time du- directly or you're saying just indirectly yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. by virtue exactly, of the thing exactly. the work they're doing yeah, yeah. and being okay with that and it's sometimes the hardest shit and I complain about it and I loathe it and then I return back to it and I see what's valid and I see what I don't think is valid, and I put that on the shelf of things to think about and consider. What's been hardest? Why? Um, what's been hardest is the rate and weight of it. Every day, tons and tons and tons and tons of tweets and think pieces and well drawn out points and articles and work about how fucked up i am is tough (laughs) you know what i mean that's the hard part um i do want to say too though that it's sort of a two-part answer that the other way i got to that was by receiving the work of of black women of reading the tony morrison's and the audrey lords and the bell hooks but also like the sidia hartman's and the Orton Spillers and the uh, Ann Petries and the uh, like Ann Petrie in particular because she was writing towards the 20s and the 30s and the Harlem Renaissance times, but her novel The Street, you know, selling a million copies and sort of rivaling Native Son, but mostly going under the radar as in terms of what we talk about cultural impact and, and yeah. books from that time. But her main character, Ludie Johnson. Boy, I, I tell you, like, Ludi put me on to the interiority in a way that shouldn't even be accessible. <laughs> like, that what Ann Petrie did was, like, I shouldn't even have that. I felt like I was reading somebody's <laughs> diary. You know what I'm saying? And just seeing what Ludi went through with her son, Bud, in Harlem. And this street could be, like, any street. And the shit she had to go through in order to try to just raise her son with some dignity and she wasn't able to the street wins Mm. and spoiler alert (laughs) spoiler alert i say that to say not just listening to black women now but also listening to what black women have already done Mm -hmm. and and i think both is needed you can't just have one so i think like the hard part it's just hearing how even, you know, even in like Toni Morrison reading jazz and just like the characters just like, God damn, like niggas ain't shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And really just being like, niggas ain't shit. They and, just. And receiving it, not yeah. rejecting it. Right. Yeah. That's the impulse. It's like, oh, this is some, yeah. some He-Man hating bad nuts. Yeah, like, but, no, it's, but it's real. Real. <laughs> it's It's hard because you don't want to admit that there's not any good guys. Mm-hmm actually mindful hmm. conscientious considerate open uh clear-headed convicted 
sensitive, uh, powerful black men. It it just, and sometimes we have some of that are sliders though. What it is, is that to me, we have a tendency to show our mediocre selves as, as being vastly more important and superior, right? Like we, we present our mediocrity as being valiant and big of us. <laughs> and then women are just like, but that's mediocre. <laughs> and we get really, really pressed about it because we're like, that was my best yeah, effort. You know what I mean? That was the best I could. <laughs> what? Right. And then we're. That's so perfect. <laughs> we're so, we're so pressed because the edifice we built is made of paper and glue and spit and secondhand thoughts and the first bus that we could take, you know what I mean? In terms of being considerate, we take the first bus, we do the most obvious things and we don't wait on, no, maybe not that bus, maybe not that bus, and maybe not that bus, maybe that thing that really speaks to the heart of this person I care for, speaks to the heart of what it means to be Man. Um, invested in individual and communal betterment yeah actually 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 invested not just trying to resolve the situation not trying to re resolve it as a problem solver and also not trying to perform mm -hmm. yeah right and that's even the issue with my own at the big at the top of the show oh, can we get some blockchain right that's that's me trying to perform i i know performance the issue with performance is it requires audience service does not right right like so to serve the community to serve one another, not to quote myself, but to quote myself. <laughs> I think I got a bar in Lake Erie is like, to be a God is to be the greatest servant. Right. And like, I, I think we are infatuated. And there was a time culturally within rap where we got really infatuated with everybody. Like, I'm a God, I'm a God. You know, this yeah. is around when Kanye even like, I am a God. And so I, just thinking about that idea of like, yeah, but to be the higher the office the bigger the responsibility in terms of what your service is. Mm -hmm. To be a king, to be a ruler, to be a god is just to be the biggest servant, yeah. to serve the most amount of people in the best possible ways. To me, that's what it, it means. So I think to not perform for a badge, for a credit score, yeah. right? But to serve means that there is no expectation of reward, and that's how men were so fueled. Like even in battle, we we like no, it's all reward system. It's reward system. I mean, they give you got a medal of honor for your performance, for your service. But the difference is like service is happening whether someone sees it or not, acknowledges it or not, cares you did it or not, mm -hmm. you were available. And I think we as men have to serve. Positionally, to be the servant is to be empowered mm -hmm. to make something happen to yeah, you can be active you can be so active yeah and so out the way <laughs> and i think that we just fucking suck at that <laughs> i suck i suck at yeah. that shit yeah, yeah. maybe part of wanting to be worldly and cosmopolitan for me is wanting to be of service to be a teacher in the ways that i to be an educator in the ways that make sense to me yeah. to be a lightning rod for excitement and and wisdom in a space. 
Well, maybe you don't suck. Maybe you're learning. Maybe I don't suck. Maybe I'm learning. But I err on the side of suck just to keep you, you know what <laughs> I mean, from smelling humble, just yourself. To yeah. Just to, you know what I mean? Because the moment I start to, I'll just let the women in my life notify me when I'm doing a good job. Because then I continue the practice of just listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to be the puppy dog coming up looking for a treat. Nope. And I also yeah. I, and I also don't have to try to decide for myself. Like, really think of it's like when you used to get in school, they give you the opportunity to correct your own test. <laughs> and immediately Oh, it's a rep. It's a rap. <laughs> Whatever morals I have are out the window. <laughs> I ain't get this shit wrong. You know what I mean? Like I did not get it wrong. I don't care. I'm changing my answer, right? I can't write the rubric. Yeah. I do get to maybe express if I think the rubric makes sense yeah. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I, I'm a part of I can actively, hey, that might be outside of my bandwidth, my capability. I don't understand that thing on the rubric. Yeah. But I'm not building the rubric at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Certainly not single handedly. While I may have input. Yeah. Or at least not the one filling it out. I'm not the one. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm saying, you got the rubric. I'm doing my damnedest to meet the standards, these new standards we have agreed upon. Yeah. And you're going to let me know in good faith am I reaching those standards or not? Yeah, and it's that process of mutual agreement where right. we build yeah. trust. Right. Oh shit, you met the standards. You are continuing to show up in these ways. You are continuing to address things in these ways. You that are... we both agreed to. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And this allows us now fertile ground to harvest better standards. Yes. Because <laughs> now all of a sudden, mediocrity has been weeded out. Yeah. It's been cultured out. It is not normal to be mediocre. It's, it's just mediocre. It's just mediocre now. <laughs> and we can't hide behind our own edifice, our own building block. We build these obelisks like, what? I fucking, I got you roses this one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I didn't look at women in a objective way at the gym today. You know how many times I didn't cheat on you after I told you that I wouldn't? You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) that's the kind of shit we be on. (laughs) That is the kind of shit we be on. You know? And I could have. We all started out. Right. (laughs) And I'm guilty of that shit. That's someone's bit of like, like you can't get points for that, but you really want points yeah. for that. You really want points. And we die on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, you got a point five. I give you half a point. Like we die on that hill. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know. All right. I feel good. I feel good. Beautiful. I have, I have one thing to say to check out. It's not a question. Sure. But I just want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm self aware. Uh, <laughs> this was another line of code, and I don't know if you so. This then was twenty. This one you was back in town around twenty seventeen. Yeah, you said this thing that I just use as an analogy all the time, and I don't remember if it was metaphor. Or we were just like shooting the shit and talking about it, and I wonder if 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 it, if you remember saying this, you had just found out that like for the internet, like the whole internet yeah. or something like that, like there's not new code being ever written from scratch. Oh, yeah. Yes, that all of the old code, all the things that are outdated, all the mistakes. Yes, they don't get fixed or nope. changed. They just write one more line of code yes i don't remember why we were saying that and i don't remember if you were making this analogy but it it i have internalized it and often use it like one just like as as social development evolution and also like that's what our that's what we are as human beings like our our genetic imprint 
is now one more line on the code and all of those millions of, of years and all of those tens of thousands of generations are present and they may be dormant they may not be inactive yeah. you know whatever one line had might have like temporarily yeah. canceled out another right. Right. Uh, but it's never starting from scratch nope. the internet is just one new line of code yes. anytime something new is happening yes. uh, and I just remember how fascinated you were by that and it just it just has resonated and like I've said it on the show a couple of times yeah. I've had to shout yeah. you it's out. It's impacted me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So I just am grateful for, for this new line. This is a good line of code. Hundred yeah. yeah, percent. It's yeah, yeah. it's uh maybe what what makes it so interesting is just how shoddy it all is. Right. Right. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. Like that it's you like, can, we think the internet is perfect. We think that the world is perfect. Yeah. We think people are infallible. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so but isn't that there's something so freeing in that though yeah it's terrifying but it's so free it's like then i don't have to expect the foundation to be strong no shoddy isn't even the right because it's not falling apart it's just um fragile it's really fragile yeah. and it i mean my it's like I, my dad would always say like oh you're supposed to be better than me but it wasn't like whether vastly or only a little bit it's like you are one more line of the code. You're just yeah. supposed to be. My dad grew up and his dad wasn't there. My dad was always there. Right. Which, when I think about it, is a vast improvement. That's some quality work. code. Yeah, 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 he put in quality yeah, code. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm he just trying to. JavaScripted. You know what I mean? So now Python and all the shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm trying to C plus my way into something that is expert. Because also, the idea of exponential growth, particularly yeah. in technology, it, you know, we're sort of reaching that moment where we might hit as far as we can go, maybe, because who the fuck knows? Yeah. But, but I, the rate of change may soon flatten. Right. And I like to think that the human code can grow exponentially too, mm. right? Mm. That if my dad didn't just do like two times better than his dad, but he did, you know, to the 10th yeah, power, yeah, yeah, to yeah. the 200th power better then it's like, damn, I could do exponentially better than my yeah, dad. Yeah. And that's the way that I can mm, force the issue, can really push to get a lot further. Yeah. So when I'm out this bitch, those who are coming next have so much more to work on. They have such a higher ceiling. That's like the, the, or higher floor, rather, excuse me. Connected to like the, the market finance idea of like compounded interest. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a million dollars, you put a million dollars away today, you're going to be rich forever, yeah, right? You could yeah, live, yeah. something like, oh, I could pull out, you know, a salary. Yeah, 8% and still, off that yeah, a year. Yeah. And win, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't got a million dollars, though. Me neither. <laughs> All right, so we're going to check out Real and play quick. a game. So the uh, checkout is just how are you feeling or what's an idea that's sticking with you or resonating with you from the conversation? And we'll all go. Tight. I'm feeling like I hope my younger self would really fuck with this nigga talking. <laughs> uh, because if if he would, and he's really the GOAT, he's really the one operating this whole oh, yeah? shit. Oh, 100%. 2012 you? No. I'm talking like 96 me. Uh. Just really young me is really running the show. <laughs> um, and I think if if he messes with me, then I'm on the I'm going the right direction, and I think other people will will benefit just off that, just off leading in in the childlike sort of wonderment 
And I feel like, damn, I hope, I hope bro fucks with this. I hope bro like listens to this and is like, it would be so simple, right? He would just be like, I really like that dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's the kind of shit yeah. that like changes worlds, you know? It's crazy. You know, we think very intentionally about what we're trying to do with this show. If for nothing else, just to like have a sense of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like one of the things we explicitly think about is this not just being an archive abstractly, uh, but it actually being a time capsule for the people we talk to. Yeah, wow. So we think often about what 10 year, 20 year from now, Benjamin will be thinking, but I've never thought about the child listening to this. So just even, even transcending that, like that, that was ill. Yeah. That was ill. <laughs> How about you? You got to check out? Yeah. I think one of the things like midpoint, like I knew I was going to say this, a uh, shout out and like a love to the community yeah. that like connected us. Yeah. Uh, so just all the names, you know, just like if they listened and I, you know, we're able to listen all the way through. I just, right. you know, I want to say I love you to, to Def C and John yep. Doe and Saba and yep. Brittany and yep. Rach Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, yep. Joseph, you know, the, the whole, the whole pivot conglomerate, but you know, our, our wider uh, community, Fatima, you know, yeah. uh, 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 you know, just a deep, deep love and appreciation I have. Uh, and even though like, I don't think, for me personally, the relationships are as deep as like the affect is yeah. for me. I just, I just always want to like bellow that out. Um, and then I think that the deepest sense of honor to not only like know you, but have this conversation. I think you did some really powerful things that I hope people receive the value for. And, and the world is benefited and is blessed to have you. So I'm just very, very grateful and excited for people to experience what you have to offer so so that excites me like as you know as like in with pop culture right now just like with the with the kobe bryant death and like how that's like just been surprisingly devastating and, yeah. and shocking and just making folks think about life and, and impact and mortality more yeah. and our connectedness yeah. i am just grateful for the world that they get to experience you right now i am in a like a an uplifted determined spirit to like absorb some of the light and courage yeah. that 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 you exemplify so i'm a, I, i'm in here always already thinking like how can i take some of that just like i'm gonna walk to the mountain <laughs> yeah. you know spirit in me and like not even think about my legs yeah that's love it's been a really long time since i like sat and listened to someone tell me a story <laughs> and it felt really good damn. you're a wonderful storyteller damn so thanks for telling that story. I, I was like completely transfixed and feel like I didn't breathe for an hour, yeah. six days or however long we've been recording. <laughs> um, so thanks for telling a great story. It's like the best feeling in the world to have someone tell you a story. Damn. Let's end where we end. Yeah. All right. We've we've done it all. I'm I think, Dame, this is a this is a I'm ready to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the long version too. So so we had this game that that we played yeah. uh, that we've had to retire, but it contextualizes the new iteration of it. Okay. Accountability. Right. Is at the heart of it. Yeah. And and beef was our accountability tool. And so I we had a, identified a sect of the world that had run amok in my lifetime, mm -hmm. and that was R&B singers. Wow. So the game was beef with an R&B singer. You know, wow. some jokes to it, right? Because, yeah. like, you know, beef and R&B are kind of, like, opposed. Yeah. I think about it as, like, you know, in hip-hop and rap, if you step too far out of bounds, there's going to be, like, 
recourse. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody's gonna say something yeah. about you, you're gonna yeah. catch a shot. Yeah. Uh and and I just feel like the R and B world was just running around shirtless and lathered. Wow. With no checks. Wow. <laughs> and so we played that game up until Surviving R. Kelly. Because uh, he was like the centerpiece yeah. of the game yeah. and, and and the symbol of like what, what it really turned into. It started as something kind of silly and in jest. Yeah. So as we retired it, we had to figure out because like beef and stopping things that run amok yeah. is what we're here to do. Hell yeah. So we made it a little bit more abstract. We expanded it. Okay. And it's now rooted in time as opposed to just like an occupation. Okay. Uh, and so our new game is with a time span that certainly ran amok. Oh, and that is the 20th century. Okay. Beef with the 20th century. Beef with so the you can 20. pick any person, any event, any phenomenon, any idea that originated between 1900 and 1999. Start beef with it for why. Wow. Big or small. It also could include R&B singers. Wow. <laughs> this is deep. It can go, go as far as you want. But beef with the 20th century. Benjamin Earl Turner. Go. I'm trying to just decide, you know, do you want to go humor here? <laughs> Do you play the humor? You, you could add you could add in multiple selections. All right, so my my first one that really jumps out to me two ways. Yeah, is unfortunately like I'm gonna start internally first. I really got beef with uh the movements of of the South and civil rights. Wow, I have beef with the choice to go uh, integration instead of segregation and reparations and liberation. I respect that that was thought of as the best course of action. Uh, to integrate, but that was not the right move, I think. I think right. we was bugging. I got right. beef with that. I got beef with wanting to be accepted by white people. Yeah, I, that's just a major. I just like talking to my grandmother and her being like, I didn't fuck with white people yeah. at all. Like I wasn't with, and just realizing like, oh, there were hella people who just was like, I actually don't want this. Yeah, we could. it could have gone some different yeah. ways. She was like telling me like, oh, we never saw white in this little yeah. small town in, in, in a, anyway. Yeah, this that that's much more of an NAACP legacy. Word. Is, is where I get at. Word. Word. A little, little SCLC yeah. also definitely. Yeah. But but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's that's one of my that's just a big, you know, I got to get that out of the way. Word. Now, the other I know it's just like how is that your beef? No, I'm no, not no, saying that's, that's, that's a uh, perfect beef. That's quality uh, beef. You get oh, the game. Okay. That's, yeah. that's fucking Wagyu beef right there. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's how that's how Kobe. Um Kobe. Um man, you know? Yeah. We just trying to Anyway, uh uh I think my other my other beef has got to be with the motherfucking this nigga Elvis. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Bro, you got me that's so fucked great. up. <laughs> yeah, we had his throat. Bro. Is this the first Elvis? Oh, Bro. it might be the first Elvis. You got oh. me so fucked up. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Shout out to Sister Rosetta Thorpe. You feel yeah. me? Shout out to my fucking... Uh, oh, that's so good. Chuck Berry. Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Lil Richard. Richard. Shout out to... You feel me? The true pioneers. Yeah. <laughs> you already Shut know up, what it McFly, is. Shout out Marty McFly. You know? Yeah. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is out of line for just like yeah. swiping the whole entirety of a form so quickly. I just think half of the rock music we were supposed to ever hear, we never hear because yeah. we black people was pushed it. out of it yeah. so quickly and told yeah, it wasn't that ours. That shit would have gotten so cool too. Bro, that shit would have been so amazing. I want to give... <laughs> Elvis a to-go plate with no aluminum foil. Boy. I want <laughs> just, and just, no food on it. Yeah, nah, right. nah. With food, it's just going to spill out in the car oh, all yeah. the way home. <laughs> and it's going to have some sort of dairy. Yeah, just, just the plate. The yeah, just, just the to-go plate. plate here. Yeah, nah. Take that. That's how much I care. Oh, I want to I wanna give him the ox core and then he fuck up. 
right at the height of the party. So we could, <laughs> he could feel the collective yeah, disdain, you know what I'm saying? Just the, the gaze. Of just the, the oh the my God. Yeah, I'm, both of these things are like, you think you're in, you know we'll set you up for failure. You're done, <laughs> Um, I also want to, I got beef with record labels. Mm. Um, Great one. Which is a 20th century phenomenon. Yeah, 100% yeah. a 20, 20th century phenomenon. I, I, I have beef with. That's the superstructure of R&B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they don't want this they pushing it, you know what I'm saying? They pushing yeah. it. But I I think that record labels they really helped to undermine the culture. They were some of the first, you know, before the NBA got known for being a black driven sport before all of it it's just like record labels really did such a good job at bottling up blackness and selling it yeah. to other people. And then I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two more because this is a fun game, but I'm gonna just do two more and then I'm gonna be out of here done. And I'm sorry, y'all. No, please do not apologize. We would have you on monthly, but we just recorded a month's worth of episodes. Damn. Right. I got no more stories. No, I wish I didn't. Um sure you do. I think I have a a beef with it was a a radical Christian movement born out of LA. It just got it was sort of like this awakening period. Folks were just really on the bandwagon of like Christianity's back. There's a large mm-hmm. movement of God, and it's happening all over. And I think like it like revival. It was the sort of revival time, and and um, sort of the Pentecostal movement was really yeah. burgeoning. And it was like, oh yeah, we all like it's cracking. And I got a big, I got a big beef with that. I think that uh, that further entrenched a lot of us in stereotypes that I think we wanted to shake off. Mm. We were always trying to find ways to shake off and it just continued to sort of like stick to us every time a new adaptation formed of like, actually we're back. And then we were like, oh, okay, I guess we'll reinvest our time, energy, faith in this thing when really we should long have sort of positioned ourselves differently around it. It's like how they keep bringing back the Spider-Man franchise. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> but it's Sony a different lead. Just, it's no, still fucking Spider-Man. Fucking Sony. Um, and then it's crazy. I don't mean to have all beef with black people, but uh, I got a big beef with my dude, um, W.E.B. Whoa, okay. I got yeah. a big beef with W.E.B. Webb. You know what you did. <laughs> the no, work, you talking about them the, boys. The, 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 the Talented Tim stuff? Uh, not just really? the Talented Tim stuff, though. That's part of it. But mostly his, his commitment to tearing down other people who didn't agree with him. Yeah. You mentioned sort of like uh, school abolitionists m- movement or that idea. And he just really was a proponent of liberal arts education. Yeah. <laughs> and he could not, for some reason level with someone like Booker T. Washington who saw through the Freedmen Society the opportunity to do vocational schools and to sort of become the vocational arm of the nation. Mm-hmm. And in that way, securing our necessity, yeah. right? Like we make all the bricks, make all the steel, run all mm-hmm. the farms, have all the factory knowledge. We do that shit. So you can't run the country without us. And there's some political excellence there. Yeah. But I think Du Bois was sort of, he was just so about this intellectual. And I think I see the same shit on Twitter now. This this infatuation with like intellectual rigor as the praxis of liberation. When actually to me, it's it's more so 
it's the commentary. It can be the instruction. It can be the encouragement on the stage. It can be the sermon. But the work of it is everyday blue collar shit. And I think Booker T. Washington understood everyday blue collar shit. Then I think Du Bois not settled with just disagreeing with Washington also was shitting all over Marcus Garvey. And I think part of that was just like Marcus Garvey was a dark skinned black man who wasn't bougie, but also Jamaican. Right. And so he had this different air of a sort of access that Du Bois couldn't have. If we all dip from here, whatever privilege that I have here is being a light-skinned fucking mm. uh, Ivy League educated dude vanishes. Right. I'm not shit in Jamaica. <laughs> I'm not shit in Ghana, Liberia. I'm nothing. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm far less because I'm not given a platform by white people for being the smart black person who sort of looks white. That platform is stripped to me and instead is given to dark-skinned, wide-nosed, wide-bodied people and I'm not that. Yeah. And so I don't think that was fully his motivation, but I, I have beef with the idea that like he sacrificed, I think, collectivity, mm-hmm. which requires compromise for his his personal sort of conquest of the thoughts of America. Like I have to be yeah. Yeah. the there lead thought. There definitely was some, uh, some personal ego into it, but I'm also going to... Uh, add a nuance to your beef like i'm gonna call it and, and i'm sorry to keep to bring him back up again but the the, the eight jersey du bois because because i think like he kind of grew and either through practice or explicitly <laughs> <laughs> kind of had a different approach because he ended up going was it and he Liberia? also went he also went bald i don't want to I, I really am sensitive about misnaming African nations. Yeah. So I, I don't want to misname where he went, but yeah. he, he expatriated and like yeah. went back to the continent, became Pan-African, yeah. kind of re- refuted a lot of his uh his his elitist, talented 10th notions. Uh, also got really big into cooperative movements, which Word. is like rooted in like farming and agriculture. Word. I can't remember if explicitly, but I think kind of in subtext, he kind of like was checking himself or being in all these like academic style debate, like back to the, the idea of like debate being war based yeah. and we need to dance with each other a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely set up what then became black elitism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which in, in political thought, thank yeah. you for telling me that. Cause I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's cool to be put on game about yeah. the ways people again transform. Yeah, he lived a real long time. He he yeah. he he lived like way later than you would expect. I was just and, looking at the Wikipedia page, and it's like during the Cold War, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, and so then he ended up getting um exiled basically, or, and, okay. and like ran out the country wow. in some ways. I'm 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 fogging on the story, but in that, where's that bio? He, he had some, right. yeah, right, Shit. yeah. He had some real also, transformations. Mal Waldron, who's that? Just look him, look up Mal Waldron. I'm gonna do that biopic, biopic, okay, biopic. Okay. Um, yeah, I want right. to do that. Right. Um, and big shout out to Octavia Butler, and big shout out to Earthseed, 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 because that's the closest thing to an understanding that I have of viable faith. Um, sorry, I just had to say that. I, no, that was just so we love a shout out after a beat. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my 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 OG Octavia paved the way. Thank you. This was yeah. beautiful. Thank y'all. Yeah. How can I? Uh, Folks, find you and your work in the ways you want to be found. Benjamin Earl Turner on the gram. Benjamin Earl T T E 
A, even though I give no tea and I never tweet. <laughs> um, but I, I am on there for the occasional zingers. <laughs> um, my music is available on whatever streaming and you could just type in my name. Y'all, it's such good fucking music. Go listen to Benjamin Alterno's music. I think you'll enjoy it if, if you like if you've listened to this much of <laughs> yeah. conversation, yeah. If you, if, yeah. If you, for those who've made it here, you yeah. should you should check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's so much. There's so, so we're much. Talking to, to, we're talking to you. And I also just want to thank you too. Thank you um, oh, for for doing this work and hosting these conversations and making me comfortable in in ways that like don't speak to trying to exploit like for good answers, but speak yeah. to like genuinely valuing a person so thank you for making me feel value and um and thought of and considered i love you i love you too i love you i appreciate you that's just how i am if that feels weird for you you know i mean and i don't extend that to everybody off gp but it's just a certain kindred you know what i'm saying i just really i value the work that y'all are doing i admire it so much thank you and i enjoy hearing y'all talk about and grapple with and frustrate and complicate <laughs> and pull apart and humor and identify and encapsulate and do and and that's really meaningful for me and i hope it's it's meaningful for the other people who who tune in and who will tune in man yeah what a shout out thank you so much Man, you do love a list. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird, right? It's I love so it. I love crazy. It. I don't know what's wrong with me, y'all. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure that out next time. All right. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another person reshaping the culture of our world for the more equitable and creative. Much love to the people. Peace. Peace. Give me the light, I'm Benny Shampo. I start the show with a Molotov. My resolve to set it off is why the flame attract the mob. Doubt the fire, but it's real, y'all. You used to chitlins, but I'm foul, My opposition like crawl day. They biting anything I serve, cause I'm using spoken word in this manner where we die. Use the slash or the barrel, build a barrel big enough to fit a bullet, pull a trigger, pull a by Marley. I won't touch the deputy, but tell the sheriff sorry. I ain't sorry, tried to harm me. It ain't no time to be cordial, ain't nobody immortal. Even time gon' die. If an eye for an eye, it's gon' be yours before mine. What's the sign of the blind? What's the song of the deaf? Evidence that what's gone don't mean what's gone really left. I'm in the booth to the neck, I'm in the streets like Jay, walking proud as a stray, like lost years home, like BET phone home, you've been out way too long, but I just can't come back until I write these wrongs, but joy cometh in the morning, nice feeling like a lifetime, walk through the valley or the shadow, singing songs to the skyline, like wake up, Daniel. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Look who's here in the studio. It's me. How's it feel to be in here? Well, I was a little nervous uh -huh. earlier, but mm -hmm. now I'm a little more calm. Wonderful. 
And I'm staring directly <laughs> into your eyes. But we do that all the time anyway. Yeah, but there's not always all this equipment in between us. Well, maybe this will help. Let's play a game. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe like a taboo. Taboo. Like I'll give you some clues and then you'll have to guess what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Does that know, make sense? I know how to play taboo, Daniel. Oh, you'd prefer if I did not taboo explain? Yes, please. All right, let's get started. Timer on the clock. Ooh. All right, first up. Okay. It's an independent podcast app. Got it. It embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. Mm-hmm. It has no exclusives. Mm-hmm. No premium content. All right. No paywalls. Great. And it's a great podcast app for everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you think you know it? I think I do. Huh. What do you think it is? Sounds like the Overcast app. Beep, 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 beep. Toots got it. Yay. Look at that. I win. Nicely done. How does one get the app? Well, if one were to want to get the app, one could get it for free in the app store. Fantastic. Cool. You going to check it out? I might. Very wonderfully noncommittal. Excellent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Let's get out of here. Bye.